Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, once again, Chris Malone from the 98.5 KTK Morning Show. Here is... Sorry, we don't have a budget for real instruments. There, here is the Morning Show recap for Thursday, January 12th, 2023. We talked about the brand new Girl Scout cookie that's going to be out for 2023. And it does sound delicious. called the Raspberry Rally. Um, apparently it is a, a thin, crisp cookie infused with raspberry flavor dipped in a chocolatey coating. Sounds so good. Just at the time, I'm just about done with uh, losing the weight that I picked up over the holidays. Thanks, Girl Scouts. But hey, it does sound delicious. And starting on February 27th is when you can buy them either from your local Girl Scout troop or council, um, or you can buy them online. The cookie itself... The Raspberry Rally is only going to be sold online, and I thought this was a good reason because they want the uh, the Girl Scouts to understand and learn new skills to build their e-commerce business. I thought that was pretty ingenious for them to do that. Um, but yeah, you can uh, do that on February 27th. If you don't have a local Girl Scout um, and you want your money to uh, pay locally for the, for the right council, um, when you go to order online, it's going to prompt you for your zip code. So that means that the local... Uh, Girl Scout Council will get credit for that sale, which I thought was pretty good. Um, You never tend to think that an onion would be a hot commodity, but if you are heading to the Philippines, you would be shocked to realize that onions are actually landing people in jail because people are smuggling them in. And here's what's going on here. uh, They love um, onions in the Philippines. Philippines use about 17,000 tons once every month which is incredible, but probably one of the best examples of price manipulation, crop, uh, you know, super rich buying up things because uh, they can afford to, to pay the inflated costs. Mix that in with every single country on planet Earth is dealing with huge high inflation. And a cherry on the top is a government that inaccurately projected how many onions there would be available in the market. All of that mixed together now puts an onion costing three times more than a chicken in the Philippines, and it's le- it's read- led to organized smuggling rings where people are are actually hiding containers of onions inside shipments of udon noodles and frozen fish in an effort to uh, lower the price of onions rather than destroy the contraband smuggled into the country. Uh, the Filipino authorities are actually releasing the vegetables to local markets to try and bring the prices down. Um, this is one of the, if you're a teacher or if you have a, uh, a younger student that eventually will need one of these little, uh, you know, projects to do for your final grade. I wish I would have thought this when I was younger because I think this is probably one of the best experiments of our inherent nature of wanting to own something that is unique. You know, those NTS uh, you know, rights, digital rights to particular images. Well, this kind of expands on this, and we have to thank YouTubers Richard Evans and Mike. Uh, Skoglasa, 
I'm sure I messed up your name, Mike. I apologize. But they're the host of Red Letter Media. And what they do is they review obscure movies. And this has got to be one of the more interesting things here. So what they decided to do is they were talking about how in June of last year, there was a VHS copy of the movie Back to the Future that sold at an auction for $75,000. Now, keep in mind, Back to the Future, it's not a rare movie. You can watch it anywhere. There are several DVDs um, and several VHS copies available, a lot of them in pristine condition as well. So why did this one sell for $75,000? Well, I think that was the one, if memory serves me right, um, the, the gentleman who played Biff, um, in the uh, in, in the Back to the Future movies, he was gifted one of these um, of the first issues of um, Back to the Future on VHS. So there's the story. That's pretty good on this. But our two uh, vloggers wanted to do a little bit of experiment, and they wanted to do it by seeing if they could uh, increase the value and maybe get money like they did for our, our, or that Back to the Future got uh, for that sold on perhaps selling the worst movie. Ever made, at least in sci-fi circles, a lot of people call it Nuki. It was made in South Africa. It's not the, in, in short, the 1987 knockoff of uh, Steven Spielberg's E.T. the Extraterrestrial, and it has been. If you really look up the movie, uh, N.U.K.I.E., it is constantly rated as horrible. <laughs> so what they decided to do, and, and by the way, uh, because it's the worst movie and it's obscure, of course, Richard and Mike would have. Hundreds of copies. They had hundreds of copies of this of these DVDs. So what they decided to do is they had a third party. Uh, they went through all the copies that they had. And they looked for the one that looked the best and and uh, you know has survived the last twenty five years uh, doing well. And they had a third party authenticate it and certify it as perhaps the last um, known VHS copy of this. And then what they did on their YouTube channels, they rented a, a, a wood chipper and they tossed in all the remaining copies of that horrible, horrible movie. What if they just did one more? That would have been great. But here's where the experiment really took off. They took that one remaining copy of Nuki on VHS. By the way, had already been used. It was a horrible movie, been used and all that stuff. They put it up on eBay for four days. Guess how much it sold for? $80,600. $80,600 for a technology we no longer use and for a movie you probably will never watch. Somebody actually is uh, is going to spend over $80,000 on this. Um, <laughs> I guess to prove that they're not any sort of, quote, actual monsters, uh, uh, Slaska said that the money would be donated to St. Jude Children's Research and the Wisconsin Humane Society. So i got to commend them. Good job, guys. That was a great experiment and a nice way to uh, use the money. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If you've ever wondered... What actually happens to those homes that are featured on those remodeling shows once the camera crews leave? You don't have to go any further than a very good time waster Reddit feed. It's called People Who Have Been on Home Renovation Shows, How's the House Holding Up? That's the name of the thread. And some former recipients of such dream renovations actually claimed 
that it's been nothing but nightmares. One post refers to a super intense three-week filming schedule in which the redesign looked really good on camera. But in reality, it was things were literally stuck together with staples and tape. Oh my goodness, how horrible is that? Apparently, after the show, this person, uh, it took them two weeks to rebuild everything properly that the show appeared to do quickly in three weeks. Uh, There was another post that shared how one homeowner picked up some fancy Moroccan tiles for a floor, and apparently the host of the show decided it would look better without grout. So there was no grout put in, and you would imagine it caused problems. It caused this very expensive tiles to chip all over the place. So now you know what grout is good for. And then uh, finally, one post reminds us that there is no such thing as a free lunch. As part of the makeover, demolition was performed on one of these homes, and a build-out uh, was, uh, had occurred, which looked nice, and we don't know exactly if it was a... I'm sure it was a good build, but we don't know what was done inside. However, the county property appraiser said, Oh, you have a new addition. Well, guess what? Their property insurance went up because of that. And, of course, they have to pay for it. And then finally, we learned uh, painless ways to remove a splinter. Maybe um, uh, you have a child that uh, they're going to get a splinter. And if you're an adult, it's kind of like getting a paper cut. You never really see a splinter going in, but by gosh, you can feel it. Um, The couple of uh, things that you can do, especially if the splinter is really embedded in your finger or your arm or something, it's it's you can't really pull it out with some splinters. You need to get that splinter to come up to the surface. One way to do that is to soak the uh, the splinter dependage in Epsom salts. Um, yeah, just what you want to dissolve a cup of, of the Epsom salts into a tub of warm water and soak whatever body part has the splinter. And that'll actually cause that splinter to kind of uh, move up and perhaps grab it. You'll be able to grab it with um, some splinter or some uh, tweezers. A very similar method involves baking soda paste. It really doesn't involve you being inside of a, a, a tub of water. And this is where you take a little bit of water and you add it to one quarter of a tablespoon of baking soda and then make a paste out of it. Put that paste over the splinter, put a bandage over that, let it sit for about 24 hours. The next day, that splinter should be close enough to the skin that you should be able to pull it out. And you can also try the methods of soaking the area in vegetable oil or vinegar uh, for about 20 to 30 minutes. You might see the splinter start to come up that particular way. So there, that's the show for today, Thursday, January 12, 2023. I'm Chris Malone. Thanks so much for listening and uh, downloading the podcast. Of course, I always welcome your comments and feedback. You can email me, C-M-A-L-O-N-E at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.